everybody. Welcome to the Hallmarkies podcast. We are really delighted today to have one of our favorite hall stars back on the show again. And we are here talking with Alicia Witt. This is so exciting. Alicia, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you for having me once again. Yeah. Hope you're having a very Merry Christmas season. And uh, yeah, we're, uh, we're so excited to get a chance to talk with you about your, uh, your latest Hallmark movie and your new a feature film coming out. Uh, but before we do that, we wanted to just find out about what this crazy year has been like for you. We last talked with you last November, I believe. And uh, so, yeah, what has this whole thing been like for you with quarantine and all that whole experience? It's been, you know, I think what this, what this year and in particular this pandemic has has taught a lot of us is that we're we are our own biggest champions so we have to be strong for ourselves and we have to not only survive this but we have to thrive during it and mm -hmm. i think like many people when it first started i experienced fear and uh, some sense of panic and not knowing what was about to happen and not understanding how the virus was going to spread. But I also had a very different experience in that my home was hit by a tornado just oh two gosh. weeks before we shut down. And so it was, it was a very, it, it was obvious that March was going to be a month like no other. Yeah. <laughs> and I, in some ways, didn't have much time to think about the, you know, fear about the pandemic because I was busy dealing with the aftermath of needing to leave my house and pack up my stuff and put workers into place and, and just feeling this immense sense of gratitude that, that not only I'd survived, but every neighbor on my street survived. It was a wow. direct hit. And were you in the house when I, I sure was? Yeah. Wow. Something I'll never forget. And all of my neighbors that I know of, almost all my neighbors, there's one, one who was on tour at the time, but, um, everyone else that I know on my street was home and some of the houses were hit so hard that they had to be fully demolished. Wow. I didn't realize Mine that. was not fully demolished, but it was, it was very heavily damaged so yeah. um you know there there was that and then i was in a temporary house for months while my house was repaired and it gave me a lot of time to to think how can i how can i survive this and and be stronger within myself but at the same time be a light for others yeah and, and I believe that's part of all of our purpose here on earth. Mm -hmm. So what I ended up doing was starting this weekly series of virtual shows and they became the biggest gift that has personally come out of 2020 for me mm -hmm. because a group of people have formed as a result of it that have become really close friends among themselves. These are people that have been 
have been following what I've been up to for a long time, but they live all around the world. And through these shows and the chat box on the platform stage it, mm-hmm. they have they've formed these real and meaningful friendships and they now talk some of them on a daily basis. So uh, not only was I able to reach out and connect to people at a time when I couldn't see anybody, mm-hmm. but they were able to connect. And the even beyond that, I was supposed to be on tour during this spring. And since that got postponed and recording, my new album also got postponed. Um, I was surprised that through playing virtual shows and you know i i it's it feels weird even to say this because it's almost too much to even hope for but i was offering the shows at the minimum that stage it would allow which is Mm -hmm. 10 cents you can get Mm -hmm. in to see a virtual show for 10 cents but there were so many people that attended that chose to give so much more than that. And I have entirely funded my new album through mm. playing these virtual shows this year. That's amazing. So it really is. Yeah. Really, really. It's something I think of every single day. And yeah. and so I've I've created my album when when the, the studios opened up again, we were able to do it safely and at a distance. And I've got 10 songs recorded and they're just about to get mixed and there's a new album that will be coming out next year and somehow the for me this this pandemic and the finding of the inner strength and connecting people uh-huh. through it has been a greater gift than I ever could have wished for. That's really inspiring i think when wherever we in life we have those tough times it hopefully can help us to be the best that we can be i know for me uh one example in my life was i uh i I, when church got canceled i i i started a series on my other channel of sunday devotionals with my friend and it was such a positive experience and something that would have been otherwise a very negative experience uh to you know to do that every week with my friend and so i think a lot of us have found something like that that has helped us to kind of turn hopefully this this crazy experience into something something that we'll never forget that's right i think that i've always believed that This is getting a little deep here, but you know, <laughs> I believe that this life is a testing ground. Yeah, I've always believed that in general. We we have this experience of being a human being in this body, mm-hmm. in this life, and we make of it what we make of it. We have lessons to learn, and yeah. if we can help make the world a brighter place for those around us, I think that's definitely a huge part of our purpose yeah and a challenge like this pandemic where if we're lucky enough to not actually get ill or have lasting side effects if we right. get ill, then we need to just 
persevere and make the absolute most of it and, and sort of show show the creator that we we're up for the challenge we can yeah. do this so you had been working on christmas tree lane for for quite a while right yes mm -hmm. well that's another um, I, I mean it would have been made this year regardless of the pandemic but it's because of the fact that it had been in development for a few years that when the pandemic happened and everything got shut down I got the call from Hallmark saying that this was one of the only scripts that they had that was actually ready to go. Mm -hmm. So um, so as a result of that, this was the first film that was made in the United States by a major network or studio. Yeah. So it was made here. Uh, I mean, I'm from Utah and you shot the movie here in Utah yes yeah so what was that in that was in like july uh it was yeah we actually started in june so mm -hmm. june 15th was our first day of filming and we wrapped as the sun came up on july 4th oh my gosh so what was that like being one of the first or the first film shot in uh post in covid it was surreal <laughs> I think we didn't, we were still trying to figure out what was safe and what wasn't safe because it hadn't been done before. And the SAG-AFTRA protocols weren't even officially in place at that time. They had, they had had to approve our set of protocols and we were just kind of winging it. I mean, we said we were winging it, but we were also very much in communication with SAG-AFTRA and making sure they were on board with what we thought made sense. And the we decided that instead of doing quarantines, we, nobody would fly because it felt like flying at that time was such a, a question. So mm -hmm. everyone was tested before showing up or when they showed up. And so you drove to Utah? Well, <laughs> it, what happened was I was going to take an RV. I thought that sounded like a great idea. So I suggested it. It was actually Aaron Cahill who, uh -huh. who suggested it to me. And I was like, that's a phenomenal idea. I'm going to do it. I'm going to make a road trip, uh -huh. take my dog Ernest, and we're going to hit the road. And then the RV, I guess a lot of people had the idea of having an RV because, uh -huh. you know, that's one thing you can do with your family and be totally safe right. during the pandemic. So it was very slim pickings when it came to RVs. And I got one that didn't have a backup camera and that didn't feel safe to me. It actually said oh. on the RV, don't drive this by yourself. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> So everybody agreed that wasn't going to happen. And I ended up taking a tour bus. Oh, very fancy. Yeah. yeah. But all the tours, of course, were shut down. So there's yeah. a bunch of tour buses in Nashville with drivers that have been quarantining for months at that point, And they're safe. And that it came together so fast. So Ernest and I rode a big fancy tour bus from Nashville to Salt Lake City. <laughs> <laughs> it nice. took us a day and a half and 
we arrived in style. Very nice. <laughs> and then on the way back, one of the drivers who had worked on the production turned out she had family in Nashville that she'd been wanting to see and she loves to drive. So the two of us hit the road together in a van. <laughs> nice. Well, it seems like Andrew Walker would be the perfect person to shoot a movie with in that kind of somewhat maybe tense type uh, experience. He's such a nice person and uh, yeah. such a calming person. It seems like that would be a, a perfect person. He could not have been a more perfect yeah. person in every way. <laughs> I mean, everything you just said about him as a human is true. And also, since I was part of the creative process on this movie, I got some say and input in terms of who my leading man would be. And, and I, when his name came up, that was an absolute obvious yes. Um, there, there was no question in my mind when he was suggested that he was the one who had always been meant to play Nate. Mm-hmm. I love what he brought to that character. Yeah. Well, it was interesting because he played kind of a good man of business, which you typically don't see in these movies. Like he, he didn't kind of realize that he was he he would have been the villain in most of these kind of that that he that his firm was the one taking down Christmas Street Lane and, until sort of the middle of the 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 movie and and then it kind of goes from there so i thought that was that was interesting yeah and that was something we we worked on i think that's actually one of the aspects of the movie that took the longest mm-hmm. to develop because it was such a, the story that I'd, that I'd come up with had always been that, that he's working for the so-called bad guys. And, um, and at first he doesn't know it, but I think we had different versions where he knew it a little earlier. And, you know, there's, there's different ways in which that can play out, but you also want to make absolutely sure that you trust this character and like him and and you know meg as well you don't want her to be mm-hmm. um to be going too easy on the company that's about to destroy everything her family has worked yeah. for so it was a it was a real balancing act and i'm i'm really happy with how it all played out and mm-hmm. um but also just i loved how andrew embodied the conflict that nate feels mm-hmm. and the fact that he, I think Nate and Meg, the parallel between the both of them living a life that that is kind of what their families determined for them. There's there's that balance too. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. yeah, I couldn't have asked for anyone. I, I, Andrew fulfilled every dream I had for this movie to come to life and more. That's great. Uh, well, we enjoyed it. And the, there was a lot of music in the film. So that must have been great for you. And I particularly enjoyed the scene with the saxophone is playing 
I loved that yeah. so much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. and I, I loved that we left it as the original song, Old Lang Syne, because mm-hmm. there was a there was a question that was posed amongst the team. Mm-hmm. Like, do we do we keep that song? Because it's not technically a Christmas song, it's sort of a New Year's song, but right. but yet it was so perfect and mm-hmm. that was the real saxophonist playing it in that scene and oh i I love that moment outside Mm -hmm. Um, it was really that was good that scene was almost completely improvised i mean we had a version of it in the script but we kind of all decided as a group in the moment that we were going to just kind of play with the words Mm -hmm. uh so you have a new film coming out uh called modern persuasion Yes. This is so exciting. I <laughs> I've seen the film. I really enjoyed it. I've seen a lot of terrible Jane Austen adaptations. And so I went into it to be frank with a little bit of hesitation because <laughs> because yes. and so and then I watched it. And I was like, "Oh, this is this is delightful." Cuz a lot of times it's it's sort of like name only the adaptation, but this was actually pretty much beat on beat the the book persuasion put to a modern setting and uh (laughs) i really enjoyed it i thought it was very funny i thought it was charming i liked the whole cast including yourself and uh, i was just curious how did you become involved in the project i was in prague working on the amazon series lore at the time and Mm -hmm. I just got a call from my agent saying there's this movie it's a Jane Austen adaptation and it's filming in New York mm-hmm. in the spring and they'd like to meet with you virtually for mm-hmm. it and that all sounded great to me and I read the script and it was just lovely and charming and Mm-hmm. Um, so happy making and so I met with the directors Alex and Johnny on a Skype meeting and got off the call and just went to sleep in my hotel room thinking I, I sure hope they offer it to me because I really would like to do this and then mm-hmm. they did mm-hmm. so um, wow what a cast mm-hmm. attached to it and I think it's like each and every one of them brings such a world of um like a a, an entire complicated life like you could branch off on each one of them and tell tell their story Mm -hmm. and they all did such a good job of showing us the interior life of that character I feel like I've said that in a really convoluted way, but no, no, I, <laughs> yeah. I, I agree. I think the cast was, the sporting cast was, was really strong. It was funny. They, and to be able to, be able to have a BB Newworth, that must've been awesome. Cause she's so funny. She is extraordinary. I had wanted to work with her for forever and ever. Mm-hmm. And I, I was over the moon when I learned that she'd been cast and getting to work with her was a joy, but then also getting to know her. I, I, I'm just Mm -hmm. honored to 
to know her and her husband Chris. And mm -hmm. when when did you all film this? We filmed this in um, 2018. Okay. And then we filmed some additional scenes last year in 2019. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, would you consider yourself a Jane Austen fan or? Not as Definitely. Much, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was homeschooled. So reading literature like Jane Austen and Tolstoy and mm -hmm. the Bronte sisters and, you know, on and on. I, I, this has been a huge part of my, my growing up and my formative mm -hmm. years and persuasion in particular was one of my favorite novels of hers because of the fact that it deals with the possibility of reconnecting with somebody that you loved so long ago. And the idea that perhaps just because somebody wasn't right for you in that way, mm -hmm. when you first connected, maybe they could be again. And mm -hmm. maybe it's never too late to, to find that connection. I also believe that persuasion in particular, um, it deals with the balance between making choices that make your heart happy and making choices that your head tells you are right. Mm -hmm. And I think as we get older, those decisions become more and more merged and we realize you don't have to sacrifice one or the other. You, you really can have everything you dream of. Um, mm -hmm. if you kind of go with the flow and, and see how it feels to you. Yeah, what's great about Persuasion is Anne as a character has kind of given up on the whole idea that she will find true love. I mean, she she had it. She listened to the advice of her of Mrs. Clay and of her of her father. She and and she lost it and she she thinks that's it. That's her kind of her shot. And uh, and then all of a sudden surprise this new this new experience comes which is the same person uh and but she's so different and so it's a, it's it's it is new and i don't know it's just a a really relatable character that that uh, especially all of us single girls can certainly <laughs> certainly relate to <laughs> but uh, but yeah. i think she's she's so her mixture of sort of vulnerability and regret and hope all of that all we really just feel for that character yeah mm -hmm. i i love what you just said about the idea that the person is the same it's the same actual human that she's connecting with but she's mm -hmm. very different and since she's very different perhaps he is too yeah so and the possibility that people can change yeah and sometimes in a way that makes them more compatible and that's a beautiful that's a beautiful thing yeah and in Just, this version he is, the wentworth character is uh his his comeback and is working with her company and mm -hmm. so she's not sure is he just working is this just random or is he coming back specifically for me and i thought that was a fun dynamic Thank you. Mm -hmm. I really enjoyed that as well, watching the movie recently for the first time from mm -hmm. beginning to end. Um, I think that makes perfect sense too. And 
Ren slash Anne's question in her mind, like, what do I do? Do I, yeah. I don't want to say the wrong thing. I don't want to be presumptuous. I also don't want to blow my chance to reconnect with him. And then we also see him connecting seemingly with some of the other mm-hmm. gals at the company. And, and also as Ren has that spark about her again, where she's, she's crushing on her old love who's back in her sphere, then some new suitors appear in her life as well, Mm -hmm. which I think is very true of life, isn't it? Whenever, whenever we're attracted to somebody, um, new people start to come into our lives. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think that's true. And uh, yeah, it was just fun too how you updated some of the things in the book into modern times with, you know, with text messages and some of the other things. Uh, I thought that was fun. And overall, I just really enjoyed it. I thought it was funny. I thought it was sweet, uh, romantic. Hmm. Thank mm-hmm. you. That mm-hmm. means so much to me. Mm-hmm. I, I'm so happy. Yeah. You felt that way. I think people will really enjoy it. Uh, it's it's coming to VOD on the 18th. Yes. Yeah. So uh, so I think that it's it's modern persuasion, and uh, so I think people I think people will really enjoy it. So, well, thank you so much for coming and talking with us. This was really a treat, and I uh, hope you have a wonderful rest of the holiday season and uh and a very merry christmas Uh, thank you rachel same to you merry merry christmas to you so do you have a social media or anything like that you'd like to share yes i am alicia witty on instagram and on twitter and you can find and i'm on uh i'm on facebook as well um and you can find all of my all my info at alishawitmusic.com. Great. Well, and we'll look forward to that new album. That'll be exciting. Thank you. Coming out next year, huh? I think it's called The Conduit. That's what I'm thinking of calling it as of right now. <laughs> nice. Oh, one quick, I was going to ask, so are you excited about the new Dune? I am actually really looking forward to seeing that. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's impossible to watch the trailer and not see the nod to the David Lynch version. Mm. I think Denis Villeneuve's vision is is very similar in some ways, even specific shots and mm. lighting and staging and all of it. So I... Obviously, I'm very familiar with the original, but sure. it looks like an homage from mm-hmm. what I've seen. And I very much look forward to just seeing it. That's another extraordinary cast. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Well, yeah, it's going to be, we have to wait a whole nother year. Ah. But, <laughs> but. but I'm glad because, I, I mean, this is not, in my opinion, not the right time for anyone to be going out to the movie theater and seeing anything it's just not safe out there mm-hmm. but i would love to see dune in a real movie theater I mean, yeah. you have to have that surround sound and to watch it with a group safely will probably make it feel worth the wait 
Hope so. It better be. <laughs> I think it will. I think it will. Well, thanks again. We really appreciate it and hope you have a very, very Merry Christmas. Very Merry okay. Christmas to you too. All right. Bye everyone. Bye. I'd like to thank Alicia for coming on the podcast. This was so much fun to get a chance to talk with her. Please let us know your thoughts on all the different things that we talked about in the comment section or on Twitter. We'd really appreciate that. Follow me at Rachel's Reviews, all over social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. Make sure you're following the podcast at Homeworkies Pod and Homeworkies Podcast all over social media. And if you are listening on iTunes, please leave us your ratings and reviews. We really, really, really appreciate those. And if you are listening on YouTube, please give the video a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. That means so much to us as well. And we also have our patron group, which is so much fun, and our merch store, uh, which you can get all kinds of festive designs over there. So check that out. And thanks again to Alicia. We really appreciate it. And we'll talk to you all later. Merry Christmas. Thank you.